Welcome to this special episode of AA for Entrepreneurs. This is Drew. I'm Adam. We're here with Sway from Positive Diff. How are you today, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Good. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah, it. I appreciate you being here. It's been super excited for yes. this, yeah. this interview. Yeah. And another special thanks to um, Battlegrounds in Haverhill. Battlegrounds for Coffee. In yeah. Haverhill for letting us use their spot. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. This cafe is uh, is pretty cool. Um, they they do a lot for the community, and um, yeah, Dana and Sal, they're just phenomenal people. Always actively involved, especially with their um, with the military, um, and giving back to the community any best way they can. And um, I, I love talking to them. They're yeah. phenomenal people. Yeah. You guys can't see it, but behind us is literally like probably 10, 10 to 20 people in this cafe. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And this place is pretty yeah. buzzing on a, on a Sunday afternoon. Absolutely. We made the beautiful ride up to Haverhill and uh, super happy to be here. Thank you. I so, appreciate it. So for uh, our listeners that might not know, you know, what Positive Diff does, let them give them a quick, like, rundown of what uh, Positive Diff does. <laughs> Man, <laughs> my goodness. Uh, it's <laughs> Positive Holistics. It's a business that, um, that educates and assists people using cannabidiol um the 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 cbd business it's and i don't want to call it a business really it's it's really helping people find a a better way for health and wellness Mm -hmm. um people nowadays they're taking uh charge of their own health Uh, they want to stay away from uh prescribed medicines opioid addiction is extremely high uh we live 20 minutes away from from a town where fentanyl is like massive rampant. yeah it's, it's rampant wow. yeah um just weeks ago there was a six-year-old little girl um from this town and she passed away uh, from fentanyl she thought it was candy and um end up killing her yeah so um my job for me is just to be able to educate people what cbd is how it could benefit them uh with their uh with their health and then uh, going forward from there, I would present to them products that has worked best for the clients um, that I currently have. Yeah. So what variety of uh, products do you typically use like, for people looking to get away from yeah, you know, and standard medicines? Absolutely. And when I first got into um, the cannabis business, so to speak, uh, I really had no sense of direction at all. Uh, just it, And it's funny because entrepreneurs, you know, I, I, t- I didn't realize how hard it was. Like it is grueling. It's, it's grueling. You got, you gotta, you gotta have a vision, uh, what you want to do. Uh, once you have that vision, then you got to put into work, you got to grind and, and never give up. So just, just coming up with the name positive holistic alone took about two weeks. <laughs> it took about two weeks. And then once we figured it out, then the logo came about. It, it, it was crazy how everything all fell into place. Um, but how I started this journey, um, it was me and, and uh, my wife at the time and, and, and a good friend. We were just like, we understood where the cannabis industry uh, it was going to just come full effect here in Massachusetts. Yeah, so we just didn't know how we could be able to, to tap into that market. So uh, my wife and I were just like, you know what, um, let's, let's see if we can become cultivators. So we tried growing uh, a plant in, in, in our closet and it just, it, we failed miserably. And that's how uh, we ended up getting connected with a buddy of mine that I went to high school with. Um, we just so happened to go to a store uh, to purchase something. And uh, I ended up seeing him and he reeked of, of, of free marijuana. I was like, dude, man, you know, we, we, yeah, we, we got to get together, man. And, and uh, from there, um, we just started to get to work on, 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 on what our vision was. And... During that time, uh, we lost a family member uh, due to a heroin overdose, and he, yeah, yeah, and uh, he was he was very young. Uh, I believe at the time it was age 24. He was a school teacher, and then again, it all started with he broke his arm. He broke his arm. They prescribed the medicine, and then from there it just started to progress, um, and um, he got treatment. And once he got out, 
got to have that one more fix, you know, and then that's how we end up losing him. Um, but <clears throat> that's how we, after his loss, we're just like, you know what, we need to help people that are struggling with, with these addictions, uh, with heroin uh, addictions or any, any form of addiction. So uh, we went to the NECAN convention just to get some type of inspiration. And from there, that's where I met the uh, New England distributor of Charlotte's Web, uh, which was, uh, his name is Tom McCray from uh, MedTech Healthcare. And uh, I was there at first at that table because I remember seeing everything and they were giving out samples of the product and I was like just waiting in line and I heard, overheard somebody talking about a, a blog. So I put all my focus on the blogger versus talking to Tom. Yeah. So I was having conversations with him and then just totally left the booth and just made my rounds around people uh, just to talk with them and connect with them. And uh, it wasn't until the second time around when they were told me, hey, listen, that's Charlotte's Web. You need to go over there because I mean, everyone knows their story of, of the little girl. So I went there, uh, talked to Tom, pretty much um, told him my story of what my vision is, what I want to do, be able to help people. And he was just like, man, you know, you're, you're very enthusiastic, very passionate guy. You know, let me just bring you in on board. Why don't you call me on that Monday? You know, so I was like, whoa. So I called him up and he put me part of the sales team to distribute the product um, out here in Massachusetts. So uh, I was just very ambitious. I was like, you know what? I don't think Massachusetts is going to be enough for me. So he was like, all right, fine. You know what? Let me put you in New Hampshire, yep. all the way up to Vermont. You're right. Yeah. You know, so I was right just like, yeah. So yeah. I was just like, he had me New all England. that. Yeah, New England, yep. uh, New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, all that. So yeah. he made me a, 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 a distributor for that product. And then from there, that's how it all, my journey started, um, distributing those products to people. So where were you before you had this vision? Yeah. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. This is it. Yeah. What? So I, it, years, it started years ago. Um, obviously, we, we all fall victim to the nine to five, the rat race. You know, we all have to um, provide for our families. We get up at a certain time. We go to work. We all, we know what day we're getting paid, all of that stuff. So that was kind of what I was used to. And, um, I became a martial artist first. I was, uh, I was a martial artist. Uh, I used to teach uh, for a school right down the street from here. Okay. And um, that's where the entrepreneurship mindset began because the owner, my master in instructor at that time, he's an entrepreneur himself. And he taught me the importance of staying consistent always write your goals down, um, that whole entire just mindset. And I never understood it. I was just always so used to it. Okay, you know, fine. At the end of the week, I'm getting paid because I got bills to pay. I got all that stuff. Um, but just understanding and, and that whole process and, and staying consistent was, was it's, like I said, it's very challenging. So uh, not only that, but but even becoming martial artist as well, you gotta you gotta know your material. You gotta put in the work. Th then you gotta teach. Th then you gotta be able to convince all your students too to become um, entrepreneurs in their own right. Yeah. You know, teaching them about goals and everything else. That was that was my life for over eight years. Yep. So I did that, and um, I left that industry. Um, Got into the, the medical field. Uh, I worked for a stem cell company in Boston. And I did that for about six years until um, till the very end is when uh, all that tragic happened, losing a family member and um, understanding where the cannabis industry was going in Massachusetts, where I just then was just like, okay, I got to be able to do something. Um, but what really hit home, it was my, my younger brother, his name is Ramon, he's an entrepreneur himself. And uh, he became a personal trainer in Boston and um, was very successful. Um, started to build his clientele and all that stuff. And I was seeing that success and I was like, all right, cool, you know. 
and he would always go by my job all the time and he would say hey listen you better you know you better start figuring out what you want to do with your life because you're you know what you're doing right now is working for you and i'm over here like I'm your older brother. You know, how are you going to school me, man? Like, I got everything put together. I got a nice job. You know, I'm getting paid X amount of dollars a month. I'm doing good. But I, he was just always pushing me all the time, like, be in control of your own destiny yeah. and, and, you know, see where it goes from there. And it really hit home, uh, I would say, a couple of weeks later. I was working, and I was just like, huh, man, like, what he said really made sense. I'm like... I really got to start figuring something out because this is I I could see within the workplace there was like a little it was a little politics you know yep. people hung out with their own you know there were uh, other people with, with college degrees were getting certain privileges and all that stuff and I'm just that guy that's it hey there's sway right there hey sway but everyone else is moving up in positions and I'm just the guy that would just stayed stagnant so that's when I was just like you know what you know I, I got to start doing something myself yeah, start taking off. I know, well, the, the thing that I know about uh, martial arts is the, the discipline. It's, yeah. It is incredible at, at teaching discipline. Yes. It's got to like, correlate very well with entrepreneurship, you know, like being able to make your own schedule and stay on top of it and not yes. being like, you know, I don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I tell you, as, as a little kid, it was something that I've always wanted to do. You always watch those movies and you're just like, oh, man, like I, I, I want to do the flying kicks and all that other right. stuff. But once you're there as, as, a, as an adult, because that's when I started, I started in my mid-20s. And at that time, I was like, ah, just leave it for the little kids. You know, it's just for them. And it really took one performance um, when I was just like, whoa, is that what really martial arts really is? The way he commanded the room, the way he did his presentation before his demonstration. And, and everyone was just in awe. That energy, I've never felt it before, which really I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do this. But I really did it because I wanted to perform like that. Never understood the, the importance of keeping your body healthy, uh, the discipline, the focus. I never knew all of those attributes. I just wanted to perform and wow people. And it really took about three years before I really understood uh, the importance of all the stuff that just makes you complete as a martial artist. And uh, I was able to, uh, it, usually it takes the average person about three to four years, maybe five, to get their, their black belt. I did it in 11 months. So, yeah, I did it in 11 months, and it, it was a lot of hard work. That was like six in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, full-fledged. That was just my life. You know, I had a newborn son and, and a three-year-old that I was taking care of at that time, and, and it just, my time was just always in the karate school, and that's where I was just raising my kids, in the karate school. And, um, you know, it just, you know, it... it in family life, you know, unless you, you, you're with somebody within that type of life, they understand, but you know, my wife, she wasn't really into that. So it just really made things a, a difficult, but when you strongly believe in what you do, and this is why I was saying about entrepreneurs is that when you strongly believe in what you do, and what your passion is, you have to, you have to stay there because everything is just temporarily. It's like an airplane. It's going to land, it'll stay, and then it's going to take off. And that's it. So as entrepreneurs, you got to stay consistent all the time. The people that love you the most, they're always going to be hard on you. They're always going to tell you the negative things. Sometimes your friends, other people, and it's so easy to listen to all of that negative stuff. But you gotta you gotta put all that aside and just really follow what you believe. So that's what really made me successful in the martial arts industry was just really staying consistent, following the plan, and and just really meeting uh, uh, um, the expectations of, of the people that believed in me. Yeah. Because I got I got to take care of them. They invested in me to be able to take them to that level. So I I gotta be there for them. Yeah. Like you said, with entrepreneurship, there's, there's a lot of negative, there's a lot of negative things that happen, there's obstacles all the time. And I think one of the biggest things that people have trouble with, with is when you're down, 
when you fall into that trauma, how do you pick yourself up? How do you get yourself out of that negative zone and stay positive when shit hits the fan? Oh my gosh. You gotta surround yourself around the people that actually have made it. Uh, because they, they've been there before. Yep. They've been in those situations when, when you have problems uh, within your household, when things aren't going right, when your bank account is complete at a negative, like they all been there. So you wanna be around those people and you gotta, you gotta learn, you gotta listen. Learn to listen and, 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 and yeah, yeah, and actually listen and, and um, um, just, just follow through on that. And, and, and really what's helped me too was is that, uh, thank God for YouTube because I would, uh, I would have gone bananas, but I would always, um, instead of listening to the music of today, I understand people love their music. They, you know, they try to get their energy up. But I, I don't listen to music anymore. I don't listen to music. I don't even know what's out there. I, obviously, I know what the artists are, but I, and, and you will find in, in my playlist is all motivational speakers. Yeah, um, uh, Yeah, all, all of that stuff. And that's what I listen to before I'm, um, affirmations, anything that I, you know, to, to put my, uh, my mind in, in that state where I could be able to clear out all that negative and just fill in just positive reinforcement. All of the time and it actually really does make a difference it really does so just a- anything just to help you to give you that glimpse of hope that you know there is light underneath that sun listening listening to it in the car listening to it everywhere and, and for me music has been a huge part of my life. I mean, it's so enjoyable. It you is. can sit back, you can listen to your same, the same favorite song like 10 times. And what I noticed in that month of completely cutting back from music was that I was listening to more audiobooks and kind of like um, just my thoughts were engaging more. And I, I found out that when you do listen to music, it's almost like your brain turns off. And instead of engaging that part of your brain where you're thinking and, and strategizing, it's more like, I've had a hard day, I'm just gonna listen to music on the way home and not use it. And that has a has like a negative momentum to it. You're almost like escaping from your thoughts instead of like running into them head on, you know, exercising and exercising your thoughts and being able to think new thoughts. That's why I like listening to other people talk. They might say something that you don't completely agree with, but like it clicks something in your brain, you're like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right, I'm gonna roll with that. You know. Yeah. And I think it's we talked about this before on the podcast. Almost using music as like a reward system. You know, like yeah, cool. We just finished up the first week of 2019, and we killed it in X amount of way. Yeah. So we're gonna celebrate by listening to this new album that has dropped on Friday, or this new album that dropped last month that we can get to listen to. Yeah. You know, like it's it makes it. Uh, you want to feed into the entrepreneurial, you know, habits of everything, and uh, music is becoming one of those things that isn't so entrepreneurial to me anymore. Like anytime I listen to music, like you say, my brain kind of shuts off and goes to where like I most uh, remember that music. So like I listen to a Mac Miller album, and I'm like, oh man, I wish I was in my grow room right now with all my ladies. Yeah. <laughs> happens, you know, like yeah. I'm not thinking any new thoughts, but then I listen to. Gary B or, or somebody like that on a podcast and it's just like my, my brain is clicking like I need to stop listening to this podcast because now I need to like think of my own ideas yeah pretty pretty insane absolutely and and I, I agree with you guys on that use music more as a, as a celebration mm-hmm. you know you just accomplish something now here's my victory music in yep. a sense you know <laughs> like um yeah exactly uh, it, yeah, years ago, uh, I, and that's the thing, because again, we're, we're just so, music is everywhere around us, and, and we just, we, we try to pay attention to all the lyrics and try to use that as, oh my gosh, you know, that's that's my life, yeah. you know, that type of thing. And um, 
it was like that and, and it was funny because I used to uh, I used to travel to Rhode Island to go to different martial arts schools to learn what their success was and I would sit there in the car and my master instructor is driving and he's listening to the audio and I'm over here like oh this crap is so boring man yeah. like I man this thing is and he's just sitting there and, he, and he's looking and he's just turning it up <laughs> you know he's just like this is what you need to be focused yeah. on but I tell you is that when we used to go to those schools I would see guys that were younger than me like in their early 20s and they're making over $150,000 a year and and they have all of this energy they're vibrant and passionate in what they do and I'm over here like what the hell man how, what's how you make, what's your secret and it's exactly the same exact thing my own instructor would tell me do these things yep. and I would try to shut that out like I understand what you're saying but it's not working for me yep. and I see it in other people and I'm like man like this is crazy yeah this, this like I said this one kid making over a hundred fifty thousand he's just like yep I'm about to buy my second house like, you know Ooh, I'm over here living in an apartment struggling and this guy's on his way to buying a second house you know he said that he would always put sticky notes in his mirror you know, you're successful, I love you, those type of things. So he could just always reassure himself that he's on the right path to his success. And I was just like, man, all the time, all the time. And I was just like, wow, you know what? Maybe I should start doing it. So I would always um, uh, take the time instead of going to the gym, because my routine was I would uh, wake up early, go to the karate school, clean it do my instructor's class yep. then do like a two-hour business like what are the goals for for the business for the day and then once we're at our break at noontime then i would have a window where i would just work out so i actually took some of that time and i just stayed in the school and started listening to audio tape taking notes and, and started to really understand um, what Tony Robbins really means about, you know, awakening that inner you. Yep. And uh, it, it just, it started to work. Uh, but still was challenging yep. because you still have that other side where, you know, it's always telling you, hey, listen, you know, this is what's going on. You know, you're, you're, you got to go see your family. You, you got to pay this. You got to do that. Like you're always battling that nine to five rat race type of life that you have all the time exactly you know like it it really is too you know i think back to nine to five this year not this year last year now 2018 was the first year that i didn't have a boss like i made it through the whole year without anybody telling me what to do you know it's a big deal it is how how long did it take you to like start realizing like okay this nine to five life it's not really for me i need to start transitioning and then how long between like the thought and the actual action of of going into entrepreneurship was there yeah so when we were like i said it, it took us weeks just to come up with the name <laughs> positive dip did you get like a whole list of like okay we could do this 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 yeah you know what I, I i will say this for all entrepreneurs out there you got to have a think tank yep. have a think tank it, this all started in a basement in my friend's house yep. we will all sit down so yeah yeah we would just sit down and we would just talk for hours on you know what can we do to help people uh what directions i mean I, we came up with all different business strategies of, of of what type of business we wanted but all entrepreneurs out there have a think tank you know that's when you really something is just gonna brew up and usually your your best moment. yeah your are home right. usually even in the shower yep. sometimes yep. you have your I'm telling you, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it, it took us weeks just to come up with a name, and then all of a sudden, it, it took us about another two weeks just just the logo itself. Um, but during that time, I was, like I said, I was go- working in Boston. I would wake up at four in the morning just to take the train for five, be into work for seven, and then work till about. Uh, four o'clock ish around there to catch the five fifteen. I mean that was a routine. Twelve hour days. A long it was six years. Yeah. So 
when um, when I had that moment, I was like, you know what? Now is that time where we just did way too much talking. Now we got to start putting action. Um, that's when, uh, like I said, I went to NECAM, got inspired, connected with uh, with um, uh, Mr. McCray. And on that Monday, I'm calling at my break, you know, just saying, okay, how do I get this going? You know, and I'm jumping on my actual work computer doing my own business and I'm just finagling both and my supervisor again he was a young dude he was all for it but then he was just like you know don't bring no marijuana in, in into the business you can't do that you yeah. can't do that I'm like I'm not, you know I, I, will, I will never do something like that and um, as I'm doing my business they just didn't approve of it so they fired me yeah I got fired yeah I got fired um in my job which was like it was tough and i was just like oh my gosh you know because again this is um your stability income coming yeah. in all the time you already know what you're getting paid every two weeks plus insurance all of that stuff they got stripped away from me so now it's just like oh my gosh like what do i do so my good friend was just like you know what i got you man because he um he's been self-employed for many many years doing flooring and stuff like that and he goes you know what you know you've done carpentry when you was in high school you, you'll pick it right up come work for me i'll pay you and you're going to be fine don't lose sight on your business so here i got my advisor talking to me and paying me taking care of me while i'm building my business from there and and that's what i did to a, a year later here i am today so many things came to light man it's just it's so how long were you in that nine to five ride before you switched like how long how many years did you work in a nine to five before you finally were like i'm done forever forever that's all i knew yep. that's all i knew i i grew up uh i don't come from a rich family uh, my mom she was always single raising three kids on her own and all we knew uh, was to survive. Yep. You know, this is a woman that came from, from the Dominican Republic, never had a, a high school education, nothing. She did go to school, but she had to take care of all of her siblings while her father and her, and her stepmother had to work yep. you know, in New York. So that is the environment that I grew up in, you know, so I was always used to taking cold showers, the electricity, it's okay to borrow it from the neighbor, yeah. you know, the kids would always make fun of me, like, ah, you're wearing your cousin's clothes, those type of things, and I was, that was my life, the way I was used to it, that was normal for me, yeah. so um, we, we started to, to get a glimpse of a little bit of that entrepreneurship when my mom, she was always very passionate about her health and wellness. She uh, always going to home remedies. She never wanted to uh, take prescribed medicine, which was, it was, it was yeah. weird. She never did. Always like, you know what? You don't want to make you strong? Get a cup, three eggs, <laughs> drink that. And we, we would just drink that and it was the worst. And uh, uh, you guys remember Herbalife? Yep. Herbalife. My mom got heavily involved with that. And we would always drink the powder and, you know, green stuff all the time. And she was always selling all the time. So me and my siblings, we would always see her do that. So that, um, that drive of just uh, staying afloat, uh, you know, just pushing something what you believe is, is what, um, you know, what God is going. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were just very close family, and then, then, you know, religion was was a part of it too. We grew up as a religious family, uh, but our mom, because of her mental condition, um, she has uh, schizophrenia, and, and right now she's older, so she has a little bit of dementia. Uh, but back then, people never understood why she was have all these different um, pattern behaviors and, you know I would always hear man your mom's crazy because she just did things that were just like so outlandish all the time and and um, but again it was normal to us and uh, she never she never really went to the doctors unless it was like very high severe broken bone type thing mm -hmm. everything was always self-medicated all the time um, so it, it just 
for us, we were always close. We, we understood the, the importance of family. And, um, you know, we, we always was just like, you know what, we, we don't want to live this, this type of life. You know, as we started to get older, we're just like, man, you know, this kind of sucks, man. Like, you know, I, I really want to do something with myself. So for me, I got uh, actively involved with sports. I love basketball. Uh, just watching, you know, I'm from the Michael Jordan era. So watching him just be able to do those tremendous things that he did on, on that uh, basketball floor. Yeah, make it look easy. So we're just like, we want to emulate that. So basketball was just an outlet for us. We would always like go out and we would play for hours out in the street, always envisioning one day we're going to become that, that Michael Jordan. You know, he, you know, it's crazy how a successful person such as a guy like him is able to bring out that that whatever it is that edge out of you and and you're just watching him on tv like oh my gosh like look at how he just sticks his tongue out maybe that's going to elevate my game yeah. so we would always yeah we would always do that we would always you know get the the, the baggy shorts we we all had to buy the Michael Jordan shoes. We all had to because it, without that, we're not going to score 20 plus points, you know, so we had to do all those things. And um, yeah, so go ahead. It seems like mentorship. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. All throughout, your all throughout my life. Yeah. So the thank goodness for our um, our local Boys and Girls Club, because it, it's right down the street from here. Uh, they always took us in uh would always give us the gym and played i mean that was just our second home we had our home where you know again i had to have my bible studies had to do all the the stuff behind closed doors like oh my gosh but then once we were out we're going right to the boys club school boys club and we're there for hours saturday morning spend our all days there playing basketball it was just Every guy in, in my generation, that's all we did. So we understood the, the, the importance of mentorship, having that role model, and, and just following what our dreams was, having an understanding of what that was. And we just grinded. And that's what we did all the time. All Hustling the time. from a Hustling. knee high. Yeah. Hustling all the time. I, I, just, I didn't care. I, in my mind, I was just like, you know what? I am going to become successful. What. No matter what, because what I'm going through right now is just not working. So I got to do it. And and again, going back to uh, the pattern behaviors that my mom had, she kept us like very closed in. She didn't want to allow us to go to school. So I knew the importance of what education was. So I used to had to fight two hours before I go to school. I used to just tell my mom, everything's going to be okay. I need to learn. I need to, I need to do this. And then, I mean, there were days when I was just like, just run out of my house and just run to the bus stop to catch the bus. Because if not, you know, she's going to give me the whooping, man, yep. because I wasn't listening. Yeah. She's old school, man. You got to listen to yep. what I say. So I used to fight to go to school. So I did that all throughout middle school, high school. And then when I graduated, then here comes the real world. Oh my gosh, what, what do I do? You know, I, I really didn't have that person to um, tell me, hey, listen, college is important. You know, you got to keep uh, furthering your education. So um, for me, what I did was I would go back to my local Boys and Girls Club and I would talk to the kids then the importance of college and what it's going to do for you and even fight for my little brother because now he's the baby of the family. My sister was pregnant at 15 and she had to you know, start her own life with her husband that she's still married to to this day, which is crazy. Um, wow. So my younger brother, we had to be like, hey mom, listen, he has to, he, this, he has talent. He's very good at basketball. Like he, we gotta, and we, we gotta push him. And like we had, I even had coaches, family members all come to our house to just, you know, to really uh, help her understand that, that our young, my younger brother has potential to become something in life that he has to, he got to break free from that. Yeah. So we did a lot of that. 
and I did a lot, yeah, break the cycle, yeah. And then a lot of that I was doing at, at, at the Boys and Girls Club too, uh, which was great. So it's funny because a lot of guys of back then, they were just all young kids. They see me today and like, Josue, oh my gosh, man. I remember when you used to just pull me aside when I was on the wall and, and you used to talk to me about life and all that because I experienced all of that. And to be able to share that with somebody, and it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. It's, it's your story. It's so inspiring. Yeah, yeah. I Back then, it, it was just a lot of... What I used to do, I used to just sit on a, on a little um, little stool step of a porch, and I used yeah. to just kind of look at, this, at the sky, and I would just talk to the higher power and just say, hey, listen, you know, I... One day I want to become married. I want to become successful. I want to become these things. Can you help me? You're essentially speaking of existence. I would always do that every day. And um, little by little, things would start to change. You know, or certain things would just come and you don't, you don't see it, but it's manifesting into, you know, into something. So again, uh, just speaking to all entrepreneurs out there is again, have your think tank believe in what you do uh and just just believe have a belief that you're going to succeed write it down and and just you know put yourself in that state of mind as if you're already there and it will happen a lot of times entrepreneurs when they're kind of finding their path not only is it not really obvious like okay this is the path i'm going to go down it's more kind of like Oh, I think it's this way. Oh, maybe, maybe this way. Yeah. This makes it just like always obstacles, right? Is there any specific obstacle that you've reached in your business now that you just kind of like you hit it and you're like, oh man, I didn't see this coming. This is this is a big thing in the way. How do how am I going to get around this? What do I do? Absolutely, and and I would have to say is uh, uh, competing versus others. And what I mean by that is, is that again, I have my own business, Positive Holistics, where I'm presenting quality brands that will better serve the, the consumer. And what's happening is, is that in the CBD business, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. People understand where that market is going, so they're creating their own brand and calling it the very best. Yeah. And in my opinion, I feel like it, it all serves all CBD serves its purpose and um, I would early uh, when I first started in, in my career in this business I went to New Bedford uh, to meet with um, with a gentleman by the name of, of uh, Jeff Pepe and uh, he has a business called Ingrown Health and uh, again when I when I first started I, I, I had no sense of direction I'm like okay you know what I, I need to start talking with people I went to this this event called um, a, a toasty Tuesdays mm. where all people of cannabis are sitting there and they're networking and here I am and I'm just so excited I got my business cards and and I'm talking to people and I'm talking to them about Charlotte's web and then throughout I would say midpoint of the evening people are calling me the Charlotte's web guy this is the Charlotte's web guy this is the Charlotte's web guy you got to talk with him so I was able to connect with uh, Jeff Pepe so because he was interested in 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 that brand everyone knows that story so I drove out there and I remember stopping to get gas and I go in to, to pay for it and I see CBD right next to a five-hour energy. And I'm saying to myself, like, should I be excited that, that there's actual CBD? Like, if, if they're able to get there, I'm sure I could get Charlotte's Web in there. But at the same time, there are people out there that really need this for their health and wellness. They're not going to get up to their local convenience store and buy the product. Or anybody that's stopping in to purchase gas, they have no idea what that is. No, right. So, a lot um, of times it's like the floor yeah. So know. I understand that more now today than back then. Yeah. So for me, it, it's just to be able to um, educate the consumer and tell them, hey, listen, this is what I could do for you because not a lot of companies are doing that. Uh, they're just saying, you know what? Let me get my let me get product out there. Let me push it out there as much as I can and I'll let the salespeople they'll let them do their thing you know and I think it's as an entrepreneur great that's what you're supposed to do 
but when it comes to people's health, it, it, there's a fine line with that. Because there, there, like I said, there are people out there that really rely on this. There are people with cancer. Uh, I mean, think of uh, the little girl that had the Dravet syndrome, where the name come about, you know? Her mom would have never had, would have thought, oh my gosh, you know what? They, they sell CBD at 7-Eleven. So let me go in there so it could help my, my daughter. No, that's, that's not how it works. So uh, for me, I, I just, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to reach as many people out there, help them the best way that I can, whether it's through the products that I, that I carry, whether it's mentorship, whether it's anything in life, that's what I'm passionate about. My passion is people to be able to help them become a better version of themselves. So that is just the, the fight that I'm, that I'm in right now is just battling all the brands that are out there, yeah. you know? So, because I, somebody has to be able to speak up and say, hey, listen, you know what? Like what you're doing is great, but at the same time, you gotta do a better job to, to be able to promote who you are to, to the consumer, what you're about. Do you give back to your community? You know, are you doing this because you wanna create awareness? You know, are you doing these things? That's what it's all about. It's so funny that you say that because we, not to put a shameless plug, but we actually submitted our license to be hemp cultivators and processors. Yeah. And that was our thought behind it. Like, people are growing hemp like corn. You know, they're growing it this close to each other. They're not really, like, caring about the quality of how it comes out and then just extracting whatever they get, you know? Absolutely. As opposed to we're going to be, like, artisanally growing CBD as if it's a regular THC plant, you know, cannabis plant. Yeah. And then be able to extract in a much cleaner process than all these places are doing and you know we've already run into a couple a little like oh oh gotta do more work you know yeah. we want you to do so much just to try to like get your license in yeah and uh it's gonna be interesting interesting journey like, oh yeah getting there because we actually can't process anybody that isn't like a licensed Massachusetts hemp grower when we get to it. Mm -hmm. Now we gotta like get connected to all these like hemp growers and whatnot. And yeah. It's, it's super controlled. I think, yeah. I'm like, no, no Stradamus or anything, but I think yeah. that eventually, just like in the, the food industry where everything's kind of local, yep. where people are like, oh, that's, that's locally grown, you kind of, it's almost like you trust it yep. more because you know, it, you can see it, it's growing right there that's and true. then it goes to your plate. Yeah. So I think that eventually, the market will kind of condense into being more supportive within local yeah. and because especially when it comes to the health of your family and your loved ones you want to know where this product is coming from you don't want to go to Cumbies and be like oh there's um cigarettes five hour energy and then this random thing i don't know what that is i don't know where it's right. from right no? right and, and it's and it's everywhere. I mean, over the holidays too. I I went to Derry, New Hampshire, uh, to visit family. And again, I stopped to get gas. CBD again. I'm like again. This is happening again. I'm like, you know what? You know, it's it's going to happen. I completely understand. Anything that you start that that's yours, your your baby, your business. You you got to do what you got to do to put yourself out there. And I I completely understand. It's just my thing is when it comes to people's health, that really has to be taken into consideration because doctors now are opening their eyes to to what CBD is, yep. and and they're actually they're recommending their patients to go and, and try it, you know, and and I think that's that's a great thing because when I first started, I have actually I have a, an uncle of mine is a doctor. And I presented products to him. And you know, he's a cannabis user. Yeah. So I was just like, this is the perfect person for me to present these products to. Tell me what, what your thoughts are. How do I go about this? And he tried it. He put, he put the topical on his knees because he's, he's an average hiker. And a half hour later, he was like, oh my gosh, like, I feel great. This is awesome. However, I can't put my name behind this yep. because, you know, you know, I, I got to make my money. Yep. You know, I got to, he's got to push medicine, pharmaceutical. So I was very disappointed uh, in that sense. I was like, man, you know, like here's another door um, shutting in front of me. No one's really giving me a chance at that time. And a couple of weeks later, he sends me a letter because he gets this 
all the time. There are a lot of cultivators and dispensaries in his area that would invite him to events so because so, so they could have that uh, support from a doctor so he sends me a letter and i'm like what the heck is this and i opened it and it's a letter from this uh, uh i can't disclose their name but it's a it's a dispensary out in in maine and i i look and they have charlotte's web flower and i'm over here like wait a minute if Charlotte's Web, they don't sell their seed to nobody, their, their patent process, everything, how are these guys getting it? So I called them and I'm like, hey, listen, um, I, I think you're wrong about what you're doing because Charlotte's Web does it this way. And I actually sent them uh, a picture that, you know, they don't sell their seed, yada, yada, et cetera. And then all of a sudden, uh, they're like, um, you know what, you and I, we need to meet. We need to meet because I, I want to be able to uh, purchase the products that you got. So it's like I called them out for what they're doing because it was fraudulent. But at the same time, I was able to help them, educate them, educate them and present them the actual quality product that's going to help their their uh, their clientele, which it has. Uh, they till this day they still um, wholesale the Charlotte's Web products, which is great. Um, they helped a woman that she had a seizure going in to, to their dispensary. And it so happened to be a woman that she's a part of a, uh, an organization with Lyme disease. And it was, they were able to, yeah, to stop her seizure and, and, and be part of their organization. I mean, it's just how you're able to, to just reach out and help somebody and then let that manifest into to something great. Absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Amazing. Yeah, amazing stuff. <laughs> Your story is absolutely like perfect. You know, like so many entrepreneurs, I feel like go through like the same thought process that you're going through, like where you have to kind of like fight through the negativity of life and pass that that stigma of like I need this nine to five to survive. Without it, I'm gonna die. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely. You know, push on to being an entrepreneur, doing what not only what you love, but actually helping. You know, countless people. Just yeah. Don't tell on how many thousands, maybe eventually millions of people you can help with your products. Yeah. You know, and that's what it's all about. I, I will say it, it took about it took about a year for me to figure everything out, and and, and it's okay. I I it I was gonna say it's it's okay. It's okay that you go through these challenges, and and all of these heartaches and 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 everything. Sacrifice. I sacrificed a lot. There were times when I just took money out of my own home to feed my family to to support the business yep. you know and and um people would say like like i would never do that because family comes first true family does come first i'm thinking in more in terms i'm like i'm trying to leave a legacy behind for my son for for my daughter and and, and, and take care of my family i got to be able to make these sacrifices I'm, t I'm taking a risk here and because of that risk all of these things start to come to light, which is crazy. I told you guys, no one ever gave me a chance. And the first person that gave me a chance was that dispensary uh, uh, out in Maine, which was great. From there, I was able to meet with uh, a shamanic practitioner out here in Georgetown named Susan Keith that I still work with till this day and is a, is a very supporter of Positive Holistics. From there, I was able to meet uh, Sherry Tuckus from the Green Nurse Group, and she was able to take me and, and the passion that I have and say, you know what, man, I'm going to pass the ball to, to, to these all these great people in the industry. And I've just been like this bouncing ball just going to, to, to all of these great people. I met Leon Drucker from Sensi Magazine and I was able to be a part of Sensi Magazine through there, exactly. <laughs> then I was able to meet uh, Ben and Jeff through the Token Dead. You know, I just went to, to, to meet with Sherry uh, in, in, the, in a cafe with another advisor of mine and there are these two guys I had no idea who, I'm like who the hell are these two guys I sat down and then you know how Ben is with his, with his mouth man right away I was just like what the F this dude is crazy but we just gelled right there we gelled man and, and we became good friends from there me Ben and Jeff and, and man the relationship I got with those guys these guys are like my brothers now they invited me to uh, to the camp all the way out and, and I and 
Is it Maine? Yeah, it is. I, it's not Maine. Yeah, I was gonna say Carajo Land. Carajo is like shit world, man. I, just, <laughs> I mean, I, I just I got invited to to to, to their camp, and, and my GPS just like died. <laughs> it, quit. it quit. Like yes. like you're going you're you going nowhere. Them, you have no service. Yeah, nothing. And I'm like, holy smokes, man. So <laughs> am I gonna die? <laughs> yeah, to you know to be able to to build these relationships with with all these people of of business, creating their path to success and I'm tying them all together yeah. as like my little network of, of uh, family like even you guys too man you yeah. know it's, it's it's great man it's a great People thing watching, when this gets released I'm not sure when exactly this will be released we're recording this in you know beginning of January or so by the time this releases if you look on our page we already have two talking dead interviews we got a green nurse group interview from when I went to Harvest Cup yeah. we got a sensi interview on it <laughs> so Literally, all this stuff is coming full circle without us really having a plan. It's crazy. Absolutely, all full circle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then look at that. You even had a, a interview with uh, Elena yep. from, from Accugentics yep. as well, too. My first night. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, this was uh, a young lady where um, many, many months ago I went to an event in Spencer, Mass. Yep. And um, right RB. now, I'm sorry. RB. Yeah, yeah. I went, I went there, and that day I'm sitting there, and I'm just um, distributing products to people, educating them about uh, CBD oils and stuff, and what it can help them. And everyone had the same exact question: How many drops do I take? What's my what's my intake? And if you really look in a bottle, it will tell you take one ml once or twice per day. But what's happening is, is that everyone is different. Everybody's body type is, is different. But what's happening is, is that they find that people that take one to maybe two mls per day, they're either overly medicating themselves with CBD and their ailments come back stronger or they undertake and they would say, I don't feel a damn thing. So that question was was driving me crazy. The whole entire day, even at home. Yeah, so at home, I was just like, you know what? I need to find something. Let me figure out a math. I found a math solution, which is great. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to explain this to somebody. There has to be something out there. So I'm researching and researching and researching. Again, when in terms of entrepreneurs, you got to dig deep. You got you to gotta be able to, you never stop educating yourself. You always have to learn. So that's how I was able to find Elena there. She has an app called the CBD Calculator that we've had all this time in our phone and I'm over here like, all right, let me buy it for a dollar. And, and it has Charlotte's Web as an example to find your actual dosage intake. So I'm over here like, wow, this is amazing. So I was like, you know what? I need to thank this person, whoever created this. And from there, I sent an email. She replied back. Then we started an open dialogue. Was that and the first time y'all met at uh, Sensei Night in October? It was before, it was two weeks prior to that, oh. that we met. We, we were having conversations over the phone, and then um, I was like, you know what? You know, I'm a part of Sensei. Uh, you should come out and showcase what you got, because out here in Massachusetts, they, they don't have nothing like that. Yeah. I think dosing is probably one of the most important things. I mean, cannabis is, is the healing factor, yeah. but how you, you consume the product is, is important as well, too you got to come out here so she actually did she actually i didn't think she was because sometimes people say things and and they really don't follow through she actually did and this is a young lady that through her university was winning awards because of her patent pending uh device um she's getting money granted to her to to build her business I'm like, I need to learn from her. Right. So she, she's young. Yeah, so she's young. Yeah, very young. Yeah, absolutely. So it's her and another gentleman named um, Alec, Alex Popop, who's her lead marketing director. And these are two college kids. So I'm like, you know what, man? I mean, even though I'm a lot older than them, I'm old school, I still got to be humble. See, I'm bringing it back to my karate days, man. I got to be humble. I got to learn to listen, and, and I got to start taking notes down. So I became a student of their game. So... She came out here. We we talked. I, I got a, a group of people together uh, right down the street from here, uh, which is a, a, lady, a lady by the name of uh, Sandy Qatar, where she actually has a, a full-fledged CBD store. She's doing phenomenal things. Yeah, so I brought her together. I brought in Leon. I brought in Elena. I brought in... Uh, uh, another gentleman that started a business called uh, Primary Jane. Um, 
I brought in um, uh, two other, I forgot, I'm sorry, and please don't hate me. Uh, so many people. Uh, so I brought in a team of people to create a think tank. You know, uh, uh, Erica, Erica from, uh, 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 I'm sorry, Erica Wright. So she, I think some weed maps. Um, yeah, and um, another young lady, her name will come to light. But anyways, uh, I brought in another think tank. See, I started a think tank from a basement from my house to now to an, to an actual place of business where, where people educated and know their, their, their shit, so to speak. Yep. And I bring in Elena so she could talk about her dosing system and how the importance oh, of it, together. how it all ties together. Yep. And then the very next day after that was Sensi, which was great. Yeah. And she had a blast. She was like so overwhelmed because she's just so used to uh, dealing with people through her university and, and, and in her area, uh, Florida hasn't really hasn't gone full-fledged with, yeah. with the cannabis industry so she's dealing with a very small market so out here she's just like whoa who are all these people coming to me and all this other stuff I'm just so excited and because of that she uh, she put me through an art um, uh, an outreach program uh, through her company where now I'm able to bring all people of Massachusetts cultivators anybody that wants to put their oils through her device that comes out this year in the spring of 2019 and have that out in this world yeah. because it's needed so you're figuring yourself out um, who you are as a person what drive you have what motivates you what your niche is and then you put all that time and that blood, sweat, and tears into your business, grow that. And because of that, when you're out there, out in your community, which I highly advise, start within your community first because these are all the people that know you. Yep. Yeah, all your local. family, start local, yeah. and then exactly grassroots, and then just build outward. Yep. So uh, to be able to do that, all these doors are going to open for you. And it, it really doesn't have to be business, but just the relationships that you build with people is phenomenal. A phenomenal thing, yeah. It's actually funny that you say with the think tank because Andy and I actually started our entrepreneurial venture together doing kind of just like a creative group. It was my fiance, uh, a mutual friend, Andy and myself. And we just sat down and like just talked about entrepreneurial things. like. We weren't trying to start anything. We didn't, we didn't have any plans to do all this. We just yeah. kind of were sitting there talking to have like-minded people to speak with. And it, it helped me like tremendously, you know, just being able to be like, there's other people like me. It's not just me. Oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> you, ha you have to, you have to have these, these think tanks. And what was great too is that to be able to take my, my business to the next level, because again, there's, there's, there's always a, you always reach that cap, so you're going to always need other influences to be able to help you grow. So I was able to get um, a part of my team, her name is Eva Montebello, where she's, she's a phenomenal, I mean, she just helped me out so much and uh, got me involved with, um, with the, our, our Chamber of Commerce. Uh, talk to talk to the people uh, that are associated with them, other people of business that are really too familiar with cannabis and how it it could help them, and she had me. She sets up these these little um, these little mini events for me and stuff. Where now I could networking events. We've had a networking event right here, right on the other side of this this cafe here where the people of business will sit down everyone will pass their cards out talk about what their goals are what they're trying to do and how we could always help each other one business is always helping each other in some form of way yeah absolutely it's been uh, an incredible incredible conversation yeah i think, I think we could we could honestly talk for hours you yeah, can definitely. you can <laughs> the next think tank the next thing <laughs> yeah you could be like the next next generation of, of shark tank yeah <laughs> right why not why not absolutely look at you come on we got we got faces if you're listening we got faces that are made for television yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch the video too it's important uh, yeah i'll be that's that's the goal that is, that's the goal so for before sure. before we kind of kind of wrap, wrap this up, do you have any like um, parting words for maybe any in, aspiring entrepreneurs or anyone who's going through uh, maybe an addiction or a loss or or anything really? Just the, the power of belief, you have to believe in yourself that you're, that you're able to, to do it. We, 
it's, it's human nature for us to to say, you know, we're, we're going to do something and then we start it and then we quit. That's why, I mean, you see a lot of people every time they always, my New Year's res resolution is that I want to lose weight. I want to do this. And then, you that know, all gyms, <laughs> they, they got that, you know, the first three months they do very well. And then yep. there's that drop because people, this, they just get so caught up in their own personal life. You have to have a belief in yourself that you're able to succeed. Uh, Tony Robbins says something where, where he says like when when you see somebody that's so successful and, and you're like wow look at that person he's so amazing you know how, how they even do it you have to be able to dig deep and think people get rewarded for what they practice behind closed doors okay so you got to be able to practice practice you know, even if you fake it till you make it, I mean, the, you have to be able to, to just do it. And then you take that talent, that, that energy that you got, and now you start to show everybody, you know, this is what I got, I'm here, this is what I can do. You're gonna mess up along the way, which is fine. You know, again, everything is temporarily. It's here for a little bit and then it's gonna go. But once it goes, you learn something, you learn from your mistakes, man, and now you're at that next level where now you can be able to just roll. You're making things out. Yeah, really so temporary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So temporary. Yeah. And lastly, where can people where can people find you? So people can find me. You can go on. See, I'm I'm old school, so I am not. This is the God honest truth. I am not on social media, and the reason for that is because when I used to work in Boston. I would sit in the trains and I would always look at people and they're always on their cell phones all the time. No conversating, no nothing. The only time people conversate is like, oh my gosh, look at what this person did. I'm gonna hit a bump on Facebook. Everything is, you, people live on their phones. It's a whole, their whole different lives. And, and, and they're missing all the great opportunities around them. So I'm not on social media at all. You could email me. <laughs> you can email me or I do have my website, uh, positiveholistics.com. You'll go on there and I, I'm always good about, I'll call you on my personal phone. Uh, I will always, I'm very quick to reply back when they email me and, and just, I'm just very old school. Let me sit down and have a personal engagement with you. I don't want to hit you up on Instagram because I don't know nothing about it. So let's just cut to the chase. You want you want to have a, a real in-depth conversation? Call me. Okay. Or let's set up a time and we'll sit down and, and have a, a great relationship. That's just the way it is. I remember the first time we met, I, you said that, you got a card? I was like, no, I'm on Instagram. Just follow me. What did Adam say? And he's just like, nah, put your number. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I, and when people say that, you know, just, just hit me up on Twitter and all that stuff, I just... Sorry, man. I'll see you the next time at the next event. Right. That's just the way it is, you know. And I understand that it's it's where the world is today. You it's how that for marketing, I, for marketing purposes and for businesses, absolutely. And I, and I have people that are working on that stuff. But yeah, I just, yeah. for me personally, I want to be able to to create more of these think tanks. How can I elevate you as a person? How are you? How what can I learn from you? Mm -hmm. You have to have that personal conversation, that one on one or even, you know, a conference call, whatever it is, to be able to do it. That's how it's done, yeah. There was someone told, I don't know where I heard this, but someone said that there's always one, or there's always somebody who knows more than you about something. And that's what you can kind of get with everybody, is what you want to learn from this person. Absolutely. You got to be able to take take something from this and say, I learned from you guys today yep. a little bit. You know, you guys may not have given me as much, but from whatever I could take, I see you guys are out helping. And now I hear that you have um, clients that you're helping with, with cancer and stuff like that. I mean, that's that's great. Now, what can I do to help you to take you to that next level? You know, and, and obviously I'm going to get to know you more too as well. But, I, you know, it, it's... You gotta be able to, to, to pick something from, from what you uh, from what you learn from throughout that day. You have to, you know, to so you can be able to elevate yourself. Even if it's like one word that just gets your brain. Whatever it is, just to get the the juices flowing. Yep. Like I said, it took me literally three weeks just to come up with with the, just the name positive diff. And we're just like, you know what? We're gonna be able to make a positive difference. We're like, whoa, wait a minute, hold on, positive difference wait a minute, let's slash the the other f and the friends and just say positive dip that's pretty cool yeah. you know the 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 logo everyone knows what the red cross is you you donate blood 
you know what? I think if somebody sees if, I, if somebody sees a, that green plus symbol, it's going to stand for marijuana. Let me just tie that with that. Boom, there it is. And that's how I came about everything. You know, so it, it all come to you. It's just you got to be focused and be aware of what's going on with you throughout that whole day because you're going to learn something. Yep. Even, you know, it's funny because it, we, we're... I'm a big movie fan. I always take my son when a movie comes out. We just watched Aquaman uh, last week. But it's funny, every time you watch a movie, they're always subconsciously always telling you something that's helpful in life. Yeah. All of the time. And people never realize that. They'll just follow the story. Oh my gosh, you know, black people die in the very, in the very beginning of the movie. That sucks, oh, or whatever, or the love story. Or yes, you know, it's just, you're always learning something in the movie. Pick it apart, man, and, and, and pay attention. Oh, yeah, all of the time. They, they, people don't realize that. People don't realize that. So, like, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you. We'll put your email in, um, in the website. Absolutely. In the website and the, the links, everything. Absolutely. And, uh, thank you. If you're, if you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe to our podcast channel. If you're watching, subscribe to our YouTube or like our Facebook. And, uh, yeah. Big things to come for 2019. Belief. All right. See you guys later. Peace.